Everyone talks about these companies. We talk with them. Welcome to Insider Talks, the show where we interview China-based professionals on hot and thought-provoking topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Insider's Talk. Joining me today is Ada Young, International Corporate Office of Pinduoduo. Pinduoduo is less known than Tmall, than WeChat, and then um, uh, even JD to the West, but it's massive. And the West should know more about Pinduoduo, both in terms of the volume, the GMV it's, it's, it's managing, and also uh, about uh, the models, the new models. We're talking about C2M, we're talking about um, one of the initiators of live streaming and making big things with live streaming. So to put it in a nutshell, Pinduoduo and Ada, you are going certainly to correct me to be more precise afterwards, but Pinduoduo for people listening to us would be close to um, a group buying if they are listening to from the US or from Europe and they would compare to a group buying, but in this case, more about products than the initial group on which more about activity and restaurants and so on. And initially it started with a, a marketplace and then moved to group buying and then uh, had a very, um, how to say, a lot of, a lot of advertisement, a lot of uh, marketing through um, fresh food, through agriculture, through products from, 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 from the, the countryside. And it's still on your website. There's still an item in the menu if you go on pinduoduo.com about agriculture. So there's a lot of to say about Pinduoduo and to share on how massive it is and, and a massive opportunity which is unknown by foreign brands. Um, it's the last quarter, uh, we were talking about a GMV of 200 billion USD, which is an increase of 70% yeah. compared to 2019. The, yeah. the, the third quarter was just mm -hmm. published. I think it was published a few days ago. I mean, not less than a week. Yeah, a few days ago, yeah. So 1.5 trillion RMB in GMV. 1.45 trillion, trillion. trillion. Yeah, trillion. We're not talking about yeah. billion anymore. Trillion RMB. <laughs> that's, that's massive. And what is even more surprising, that's an increase of 73%. So that's very, very resilient to the crisis. That's very, very resilient in 2020. Um, so there's a lot to learn about Pinduoduo. I'm so happy to have you here, uh, Ada. How did you introduce Pinduoduo in your own words? Um, so first of all, thank you so much, Matthew, for having me on the show. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity right after we uh, announced some new initiatives and we announced our third quarter. And I think uh, people are just like you said, are having more interest about PDD. And I wanted to take this opportunity to just uh, give a broader uh, introduction, an overview of what we do and the innovation behind and the new strategies. So Pinduoduo, uh, I think for people who are not very familiar, um, well, the name Pinduoduo, right? And if you translate it into Chinese, it means together uh, more and more. So there are two mores. Together means, you know, uh, team purchase. Uh, you, you, on our app, you can choose to 
um, in it, you can choose to buy individually, but at the same time, you, uh, I think most of the transaction will go through a format called team purchase. So you will ne initiate a team with someone in your um, social circle and to finish the purchase. So that's, you know, you are buying things together with friends and family or people with similar interests with you. And more and more, so the first more is more savings. So if you buy it together uh, with uh, friends and family, then and then it's like a buying together uh, and you will be able to aggregate uh, more demand for the merchant side and then you will create more savings um, because you're getting like more bargain and more fun because we're a interactive e-commerce platform. So, you know, this type of uh, 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 shopping format is completely different from the traditional legacy search-based model that you have to have a very clear idea of what you really want to buy. You go on the website and you search, but on our platform, it's a browsing base. So it's like, a, it's a, you, you can think of it like a, a Facebook feed. So every product that pushed to you is based on your preferences or your interaction with your friends and family. And uh, then uh, it's a, so it is a discovery model. Then uh, just like you go to a mall with your friends and family on a weekend and you didn't really have a very clear idea of what exactly you want to buy. You just had a glance of the, probably like the, uh, the shopping window and then you look at that, okay, oh, this might be interesting for me. And I just go in and um, I share it with my friends and family and they give me uh, advice, uh, whether this is suitable for me, if it's the, whether this is the right style. And I'll probably do the same with my family and friends and then we buy it together. So it's a very interactive um, shopping experience. And over the time, we uh, have a, a lot of uh, interactive features, including live streaming and the gamification. I can talk a little bit more later on. So uh, the other more is fun because the shopping experience is less solitary. It's, uh, it's not less of a task, but it's more of a, uh, you know, uh, fun experience with your um, family and friends. That's the thing. There's a lot to say about Pinduoduo. It's not only a group buying, and I think it was described no. as a group, mm -hmm. exactly right. It, it, it was described as a group buying mm -hmm. to make things simple, easy to understand, mm -hmm. um, and um, mm -hmm. um, but there is a feature of group buying. But that's not only that. That's going much further, and it's a much more dynamic mm -hmm. group buying. Where uh, in in the head mm -hmm. of people in the West, group buying is. Um, you need a certain level of a certain number of people. It's, it's, it's a bit it's a bit uh, confusing yeah. with flash sales. You need a, you need a certain mm -hmm. level of people so you can activate the sale, and, and then you have access to the product. But there's no idea of interactive discount or interactive better offer or getting something for free if you bring the, 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 a lot of people on the platform. And that's mm -hmm. something Pinduoduo offered. It is also to get a better offer when we are. Mm -hmm. more people, yeah. more offer, yeah. more people. So there is another dimension, right? That's the first uh, element mm -hmm. of innovation. Yeah, and I think the, the whole point is to um, create this type of uh, offline shopping experience, moving that online. So I think that sits at the core of the DNA of PDB because we wanted to create something that's completely unique because when we were born, we were in, you know, it was in 2015, where the e-commerce um, was, e-commerce industry was already pretty established and a very strong. But we noticed that that was also the time where mobile, inter, uh, mobile uh, internet was booming. 
And we were thinking about whether there is any way that we can leverage mobile and also e-commerce and to combine them together and create something that's quite unique from the legacy e-commerce model. So because of that, um, you know, the back then China, uh, you know, the mobile penetration is very high. It's very different from some other countries because, you know, first time for a lot of Chinese populations, their first access to come to internet is not through PC. So they completely skipped the PC era, went straight to mobile. So everything happens around the mobile. And also mobile wallet, you know, uh, that was at the time, you know, Chinese tradition during Chinese New Year, we sent a uh, red envelope. But I noticed that there was, it was that uh, spring festival, like the the Chunwan, uh, the, the uh, gala, the, there was, um, you know, the digital red envelope game. And I felt like people started to send a red envelope through their WeChat, through through a digital wallet. And then they end up having a lot of money in their digital wallet. But you really have to have somewhere to spend that money, right? So then it's like you are working in the central CBD of Beijing or in, you're working in, you know, the core, like this, the center of Shanghai or central in Hong Kong, but you, you, you have money on your wallet, but you don't really know where to spend it. So that was the time that we felt like oh, there should be something that we can integ uh, integrate it, that, um, the, the, that and also e-commerce. So connected. Uh, and also like uh, it was at the time that, you know, because of um, other e-commerce peers, a over decades of development, uh, it kind of, how to say, foster the growth of uh, logistic infrastructure. So the logistic efficiency and the logistic cost is very, very, uh, I think it's, it's it, it was quite established and quite, um, um, you know, uh, beneficial to the uh, e-commerce practitioners, the merchants. So they can bear with less cost and also the users uh, were all already able to enjoy a very cost efficient and a very seamless, um, you know, delivery services. So that's a little bit of background of how we were, we, when we were born and how the whole idea started. Yeah, because when we look at the model of group buying to 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 end on this aspect of, of Pintodo, which is not the only aspect, and we will go through more in detail the other ones, live streaming, the gamification, and the feed as Facebook, you said, serendipity, as we say, uh, for Facebook. Uh, but the, the Tuango uh, in, in China uh, started, uh, it was a craze for Tuango mm. in 2010, and uh, Pintodo, uh, Tuango was the group buying. And uh, Pintodo arrived in 2015. Mm. Actually, when the, the craze for, for, for this uh, uh, group buying um, disappeared, actually, uh, I, there were so many group buying websites in 2010, 2011, and then suddenly they all disappeared. The main one, Penguo from uh, Groupon, was basically merging with, with Tencent and focused on selling uh, cinema tickets afterwards. Uh, so uh, not at all the full scale of what Groupon could, could have done. And then you come up with a model which sounds to be similar, but actually which is adding up mobile first, and that's what you said, uh, China is mobile mm -hmm. first country. Mm -hmm. And secondly, a lot of interaction and ability to actually push the content with AI. That's the thing you, you, I feel you added through a feed to mm. your friends who are alike, well, look alike, like Facebook is saying, mm -hmm. like advertisement. So people were yeah. like, yeah. 
Yeah, to just uh, recap what you have just said. So you are completely right. Um, when people talk about like Groupon, uh, uh, and that's a more service focused team, like a group buying per, um, a platform. But for us, we're a team purchase and, and um, we, it's a team purchase model that's very focused on SKUs. So when you say like each page is dynamic, when you open, I'm not sure if you have opened the uh, interface of PDD. And then when you open the page, right? Like each page is dynamically personalized and it's just like a virtual bazaar. Like people can scroll and explore different products and you didn't even expect that you would have interested in. And all the, uh, all the display of products were uh, analyzed and pushed to you through the interactions that you had previously with your social uh, network. For example, um, I think the first time when I used PDD, like my personal experience, I got a pushed a product from my mom's sister. So she's in her fifties and she pushed something like, you know, um, how to say, uh, a, a pen to me. And I wasn't, I was single. I didn't cook. And I was like, I wasn't really interested in that. And I didn't even open the link and I didn't even, you know, finish the purchase. And, um, and at the same time, my high school friend who was uh, also work like a working professional, she found something like a facial cream or something like that was very relevant to my daily life. And uh, we were, and she pushed it to me and I looked, looked through the link and I trust her because she is in a similar profile and I know her and she um, understands the shopping habits. So because we, we used to be the dorm doormate, so she knows me well. And then she pushed this product to me and I'm like, okay, it's a good deal. And um, looks like the product like fits me well. So I click the link, we form a team to purchase the, uh, the, the, the product together. And then I think over the time, because of so many other transactions and so many other interactions that I had with the had or didn't have with my social connections, then the machine, the app will be able to analyze the preferences of the product that I like, the shopping habit, and also the price point that I'm sensitive of a certain category. So they will be able to be more accurate, be more smart about what they push to me. And, but it's more of a, like an SKU focused browsing and the discovery um, oriented shopping experience than just, extern, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to use the word uh, team, team, team buying, you're saying? If team, I, purchase. team purchase. Uh, team purchase. Mm -hmm. You only need two people. Yeah, you start at two people. Form a team. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, initially, I was thinking it was literal con translation of Twango. And actually, it's mm -hmm. more than this because it's a new concept. Mm -hmm. It's a concept mm -hmm. of being more, much more active than a group yeah. buying. A group buying, you yeah. get the offer, you reach a level, it's activated. But here in a yeah. team purchase, you have to be active to get more people on the deal. So you get, a dis you get this deal, but you get even maybe yeah. a better deal uh, along the way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and, and yeah. that's creating much more interaction. I have a question um, so, uh, um, uh, about the interaction with your friends. How do you upload mm. your friends? Does it come from uh, your, your, your mobile, the phone number you have in your mobile? Does it come from, from WeChat and you add your friends from WeChat? WeChat? Okay. And then WeChat and other social, uh, social app. Like, you know, you can, for example, so for example, I, if I 
uh, I, I can I can walk you through a little bit of the shopping journey. So if I visit the uh, PBB, I see something that I like, and I can choose to individually purchase or team purchase, right? And I, I usually like, you know, I think most people will choose to team purchase. And then you can initiate a new team uh, to share this link, product link, to so many different um, uh, uh, social platforms. Um, I think the most dominant one would be WeChat. And then you can share with QQ and then QQ space and, and some other uh, social, uh, how to say like social apps. And then you can also like do Dangmi and Salma, like you can do QR code if the person is right next to you. And you can also share the photo with the person and then they can, uh, she can, she can see what product this is and then you can uh, form the uh, team purchase. But I think the majority of the social interactions happen uh, through the WeChat. And then the friends will receive a, the invitation on their social network. And uh, if they like it, uh, they would click it and um, they, they confirm the team formation and they purchase together. Or they can wait, um, uh, for example, if I didn't see the team formation, this, this invitation immediately, and I will wait for 24 hours. If it doesn't, uh, get through and uh, you know this will get like the money will be refunded to to the one who initiated the team so over the time we realized okay that that is a that is a very proactive way of form team purchase and the, the social interactions only happen within that person's social network so we also had another format which is you can join an existing team purchase so someone you probably don't know but they have the similar interest of this product and on our interface, you will see, okay, someone like Matthew, uh, you are uh, waiting for someone to join your PINDAN and you can join an existing team purchase and you guys can form the team and confirm the team formation and finish the purchase. What does this do is I think it broadens the, um, I don't, uh, I think the, uh, uh, the, uh, the dimension of uh, information that you can receive because I sometimes maybe my immediate surf friend, uh, like friend circle or social circle doesn't really have the uh, uh, like urgent need of buying that product but probably someone in another city of similar profile uh, would be interested in buying this um, uh, you know product with me so why not so we can form a team purchase and buy things together and enjoy some good deal so it's a uh, so it, it, there are two different um, routes, but uh, I think right now um, there it's good amount of a good it's a good balance of uh, what like the way you like uh, people initiate it or a join an existing team purchase. I see. So to recap, uh, it's a, it's a, 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 a let's say a social team purchasing uh, where you would invite your friends to join you, uh, some initiative you have in a in a in a group purchase a team purchase uh, all together, and it would also mm -hmm. uh, be shared by your uh, contact within the app. So uh, in a, in a way which is uh, built through AI, so you would you would not see maybe all the ads, all the sorry, the, no the, the the group buying or the team buying purchasing by other friends but you will see the one which are relevant for you um and uh, mm. and and uh, you would join uh, those those purchase um i i understand we understand now clearly those points from um 
Another perspective, uh, could we compare Pinduoduo with a Kickstarter? Do you feel that it has been used as a Kickstarter to uh, uh, like Indiegogo or Kickstarter in the West where you have a product and you, did a you need a minimum uh, amount of sales to start creating the product or, 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 the or, or to work with a factory? Is it something which has been used for? Or I'm, I'm, I'm over, um, over intellectualizing here. Um, I think it doesn't really matter because it's a it's a SKU um, it's a SKU focused the um, uh, uh, platform, so you can have as as little as like one SKU in your shop. So um, I would say we are very open to all types of merchandise of all different categories. And I, in fact, on our platform, the uh, the top three categories, you know, the the daily necessities, apparel, and the fresh produce. So some of them are quite like you know low ticket uh, price. So it, it 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 we don't really have limitation on like the the price point. But I think the for merchants you have to be able to identify the uh, what who you are serving. Uh, that's quite important because this is a quite efficient model, and we wanted to. That's also that we um, uh, we advocate for, and that's also. Uh, I can I can elaborate a little bit more later about you know the C2M model, the re yeah. rationale behind, and also uh, how we help farmers and to better connect them and cut the middle layers. Because our platform, what we wanted to do is not just to create value um, for money product for our consumers, but at the same time we wanted to help merchants to make a better living. Um, so we started with you know the. You know the, the farmers and you know in China a lot of farmers they 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 live quite like scattered in the villages and they have no background of running their um, e-commerce absolutely no idea how to run e-commerce uh, uh, platform and at the same time um, they are probably like they the old way like, so I, re, I, I, I recall my conversation with a farmer like how like at a wet market they would um uh, harvest their pro uh, uh, like the harvest their uh, produce, and then go through like at least like go to the township and uh, the district and the city and so many layers of uh, distributors, and then it arrived at the wet market or the grocery store next to my house. So the price were added like to five times, and at the end of the day, the consumers end up paying more, and at the same time, the uh, the farmers don't really get a lot of money. So we wanted to cut the, all these intermediary, you know, unnecessary costs to help them make a better living. So what we do is because we are a, um, like, uh, we're, we're a, you know, we're a team purchase model, right? And we can aggregate a lot of uh, very useful um, and uh, valuable resources, like uh, information on, on our platform. So we can help the uh, farmers to identify, okay, when is the best time to pick your uh, harvest? And when is the best time to uh, probably have our logistic partner to pick it up? And then, for example, usually if you harvest your, for example, your apple on Tuesday and the, the uh, you know, the logistic partner get the produce, like come to pick up the produce on Thursday and it arrives in the city, on Saturday or you have to find somewhere like warehouse or some storage, then the whole process is so long. So with the, in, uh, with the 
you know, our model, we will be able to identify, you know, because, okay, we know the people in the city on Monday, they know there's a good deal of Apple and they will, we will have them pick up on Monday or like the day before and the logistic partner will pick it up on Tuesday and they will arrive in the city on Wednesday. So it's a, it's a quite a, um, so we can, we could aggregate demand through this team purchase model and uh, guarantee a large uh, volume orders and then help them to eliminate the layers of distributors and then have the product dire directly uh, delivered to a to the to the consumers um, here in a city or in other places as well. So it's a it's a quite efficient model. And at the same time, so I just want to write it this on to talk a little bit about C two M. This is a quite big thing in uh, China, especially after COVID. You know, a lot of the just for people listening to us, C2M means consumer to manufacturer. To manufacturer. So we have, uh, as you know, B2C, B2B, and then we have the C2M. So it, it, it's a bit in the same framework, but mm -hmm. I'll let you continue. Yeah. So the, this, the whole point is we wanted to improve the supply chain efficiency. You know, China has a lot of OEMs and especially after COVID, I realized that a lot of the or foreign, uh, foreign orders have been canceled, right? Uh, and uh, for the longest time, these factories, they have been producing produce, uh, products for OT market that adds a lot of premium. Uh, but we wanted to help them find some local domestic consumers because they have the capacity of manufacturing. They have the capacity of developing new products, but why not? but they are missing a whole rising consumption group that is like, you know, almost like 2 billion of people. Now our consumer base is over 700 million, right? So what we do is because of our um, team purchase model, or just like I mentioned with all the interactions that you have, you can aggregate not just demand, but also consumer insights. So for example, uh, there, um, this, uh, a um, uh, robotic uh, vacuum uh, manufacturer uh, in somewhere in China. And then they have been producing like robotic, like robotic um, uh, a vacuum for overseas brand for a long time. And, um, but they have also the capacity of producing something that is suitable for Chinese household. So for example, a robotic vacuum would probably cost over a thousand if it's like with those big brands, right? Uh, but uh, for a Chinese household, they're probably less sensitive to that price point. They're probably more sensitive to a lower cost or like a different function. Uh, like they probably don't need a remote, they just need a very basic function, but it can work really well in a Chinese household. And probably the size will not be as the same as what they sell to overseas customers. So, but everything we can provide them is what the design you should, um, if you should consider and what the price point you should price your product. And then they can tailor make products that can really sell well within a consumer group. So that's a, a lot more efficient model than you, they have excessive inventory in, in their warehouse and have no, have nowhere to sell it. Because I think that is a big problem. And also this is, this is one example. And there, there are a lot of, um, uh, you know, heritage brands in China, right? Uh, they have been uh, around for decades. They have really good resources, have good, like they are good quality, but their design 
and their product line is quite outdated. So we kind of work with them. Uh, for example, we work with some like snack company. We work with the, like the mosquito repellent uh, company. Do you have, and do you have to, precise names to share? Uh, we have like Liu Shenhua Lu Shui, you know, like the, the, the mosquito water. Mm -hmm. So we help them design uh, some, uh, you know, because I think a lot of consumers, they're just like me. We have a good, a profound memories of these products, the heritage brand. But maybe today I'm not used to bringing a glass, like bottle of uh, the, the mosquito water, like around. And I just wanted to have something easier to carry or I wanted Maybe I'm like, why don't you just design something like uh, like a body wash or some type of cream that still has a similar smell, um, but uh, it's a different it's a different um, product um, that is easier to carry it, it, that fits my preferences better. So the we work with the the you know the 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 Lushan Hua Lushui and also like the Phoenix Bicycle. All, all this company and some like a guad company, you know, like Chinese people like to, uh, uh, to eat like sunflower seeds uh, as snacks, especially in Chinese New Year. It's a part like, and then we work with them to deliver to deliver new flavor that will actually work better with you know younger consumers. And we work with uh, Lucian Hualushui to design some new product line that fits the younger like younger consumer better. So these are all the uh, things that we have been doing. And, you know, I think at the big, um, uh, as our next strategy, uh, next step strategy, we're going to um, invest quite some, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, some, a lot of resources, financial resources, research resources into the C2M um, consumer to manufacture uh, efforts and uh, upgrade the you know a new brand initiative as well. That's a very interesting aspect. We, we, we mentioned at the beginning how people interact on the platform, so how they can mm -hmm. build up a team, um, uh, get people on the platform, buy product, and then there's the other side uh, of, the, of, of, of Pinduoduo, which is the manufacturers, the companies, the brands on Pinduoduo, and how mm -hmm. they can use a platform, interact uh, also with you. And I have a question. When you say we work with this company, like uh, iconic company, mm -hmm. like Phoenix company that all Chinese uh, mm -hmm. would know, um, what, mm -hmm. do you, what do you mean by work with? Is it brainstorming about what they can do? Is it bringing them data about what actually is working and uh, to uh, use the data to frame a new product, frame a new marketing, frame a new, a new way of communication? Uh, is it mm -hmm. about... Um, um, I don't know, giving some guidelines to their agencies and working with their agencies. How, how, what, is, what, is, what is it behind the work with? So work with is like basically we, you know, we don't really feed like raw data to them. So this is not, this is not what we do. But we, uh, so for, for example, for the first phase of our like new brand initiative, right? We work with a, a, a probably a thousand, uh, a, a 1,500 1500 companies to date and uh, you know we generate like 460 million orders and how we work with them is that we would uh, actually um, help them uh, like you know we will have a team of people and help them um, to communicate and how, like with the data that we have and then come up with a plan come up with some insights and on the preferences consumer preferences and um, you know and their um, uh, how to say like the shopping behavior behind instead of just feeding them like raw data or like going to agencies. So they have to, they need to join our program. So for example, by 
2025. So today we have worked with 1,500 companies, but to, to, to 2025, we're going to cover uh, 5,000 5, companies and we're going to create um, around 100,000 customized SC2M products with, uh, with them. So by working with, it's not just a is not going through agency or like going through uh, like just providing data or information but I think we're it's more about like coming up with a plan with our analytics um, to share with them uh, the consumer behavior and insights. I see the C2M model to, to make it clear I, I, I could I rephrase it as a C to OEM instead of C to companies? I mean, C consumer to companies. I feel it's a lot about the OEM. You had this initiative with the Dongguan government recently because of crisis to help those companies in Dongguan. Dongguan is close to Guangzhou, Shenzhen, and mm -hmm. it's a, mm -hmm. you have a lot of factories there which were dedicated to export, and export didn't do so well during the COVID nineteen mm -hmm. crisis. So you had this record actually number, uh, which you you stated at at fourteen billion USD. Uh, creation of value from, from those companies and those manufacturers in Dongguan. But here I, I feel a little bit that you are um, skipping one intermediary, which is basically you're going directly to the OEM. Uh, and that's it's, also the consumer to the OEM, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think China is known to be the China, like the world factory. So uh, inevitably, a lot of them are OEMs, but uh, we don't limit ourselves to OEMs. We also work with manufacturers. Um, you know, uh, some, for example, like the, the, the Feng Huang, um, uh, the Phoenix bicycle, like the Liu Shenhuang Liu Shui, I wouldn't say they're OEMs, they're, they are heritage brand. They have their own brand. We're just helping them to create a new brand and a new product line um, that fits the, a, a different type of uh, consumer group. So, um, yeah, uh, I, it's, uh, it, you're correct. And a lot of them are OEMs, but a lot of them are like, you know, companies or brands that has been around for, for, for a while, for decades. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. uh, so C2M would be a concept um, to help those uh, um, um, brands or uh, manufacturers to um, reach out to their clients through a new uh, 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 brand experience, through a new design with the platform. That's a concept which is brought with C2M. is a, a, mm -hmm. a, a process which is driven mm -hmm. by more marketing and more uh, uh, data in the go-to-market. Would mm -hmm. could we resume? Could we um, uh, put it like this? Do you feel it would it would it would make sense? I think the whole point of C2M is to better like more tightly connected and better inform our suppliers with the okay. consumer demand. Yeah, so that's the whole point. And then by doing that, we help, you know, flow the user insights and preferences to the suppliers uh, because of the advantage that we have on our platform so that they can achieve um, better inventory planning, they can tailor make products and lower their production costs. And also they have better pickup and delivery planning. So everything will be better efficiently planned. And then uh, through uh, that, they because they understand who they are talking to, who they are selling their products to. So they can they can more target it on, you know, on 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 people with common interests. So that that is the that is the whole point of um, you know, the the model is to um, improve the uh, shopping experience on the consumer side, but also 
largely improve the efficiency on the merchant manufacturer side. I see. I have a question. If I am a, if I am a comp, I, I'm managing a company um, and um, I would like to work with Pinduoduo, how big do I have to be to get your attention so you spend a bit of time uh, to work with me, as you say? Uh, I, I imagine it's time consuming. You need to go through data. You need to go through understanding of a specific SKU, a specific product, specific segment, uh, how they would interact. So, um, is it something you would do with every company? Is it something where I, I need to have a certain size or a certain ambition? Mm, so our company, first of all, we don't really charge any commission. Uh, we charge like transaction fee, which is like 0.6%. Uh, and uh, for any company, you need to pay some like a deposit, which is not a lot compared to industry peers. So we don't really, so one of our core values of our company is to um you know, open to all. Uh, and we don't really limit ourselves to, okay, you are a better merchant, you are you know, a larger size merchant, we will treat you differently. Um, you know, if you look at how many farmer merchants on our platform, you will be under, you will understand. They are, compared to those big luxury brands, they're like a flagship, like big, they are no, they are, they are, you can say they are nobody, but we are still doing our best to dedicate our resources to help them, especially, for example, during COVID, right? We help um, part of our, um, you know, the interaction that we have, like I, I didn't get to mention, I think it's a good time to mention it now, is um, so we, during COVID, we, that was at the time we launched the Dodua Life, Dodua, uh, uh, how to say, like the Dodua Live streaming. That's true. Uh, so people look at like Dodua Live, they always ask me, so I, even my friends ask me, why don't you guys have like celebrities or KOLs and stuff to sell like crazy amount of uh, pro pro products? And uh, you know, your live streaming is very down to earth, but they felt like they probably, like Derek, am I missing anything? I'm like, no, uh, this is actually how it is on our platform. So we wanted to just like provide a channel for our consumers, like how farmers, uh, farmer merchants um, to be able to uh, broadcast their own content. Even we have farmers on their farm field um, uh, broadcasting, like live streaming from their farm field and to the consumers. And the consumers, including myself, will be have given the tour of their farmland and I will see, okay, these are the oranges I'm gonna receive. These are the products that I'm actually, these are the real people. They are no fancy, they're just farmers. They can't even speak a really good Putonghua but they are the real people behind it. And so, for example, during COVID, like we actually um, dedicated like the Help Farmers channel to help, you know, the, the, the farmers to, uh, we, I, we have like almost like 70,000, so 67,000 farmers uh, to sell 1,500 metric tons of produce through live streaming. There are a lot of them. And they also, there are also community leaders uh, help like host the live streaming to uh, make it more fun and to connect with the consumers, not just to sell products, but also to tell the history, the culture of the produce of, the, of their of their region. Like there, they had there has been a live streaming of the community leader telling you how to cook a um, you know the short rib soup. Uh, and how to pick the right, like, a, you know, in Xinjiang, like the date. So there are so many different ways to engage. So I think we don't, we don't really limit ourselves to 
just serving big ones, but I, I think it's more about like um, helping all uh, helping all, all farmers to be able to improve their living. And uh, this is actually one of the core priority that we have, surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting actually to see that a new platform can make actually the experience, uh, the, the, the purchasing uh, uh, process more authentic, more natural, mm -hmm. uh, with more authentic, deepness. Yeah. Uh, actually mm -hmm. through a phone, which, which is very contrarian in some way, uh, to mm -hmm. be more authentic mm -hmm. through technology and, and the phone. I'd like to ask a question yeah. for our audience who is listening to us from overseas. Do you have a cross-border offering? Uh, we do have cross-border offering. We do have Dodo International. Uh, but, you know, for Dodo International, I can, I can share with you some of the, the video that we recently made, the step-by-step. -step. Uh, we, uh, we opened a Dodo International, uh, but uh, I think it's, uh, it's doing quite well. And we have been working with, um, uh, you know, the consulate of different countries, especially like the Denmark and some European countries, they have joined um, the program and to bring the products from their countries to our platform. So this has been going really well. And for individual merchants, so there are two ways. You can be a general merchant, but you need to have a Chinese entity to handle all the you know, operation and you know, the, the product has to be shipped in China already. Okay. Or you can do it uh, from your home country, uh, then that has to arrive in a, a like tax-free, like a, how to say, like tax- Free trade zone. Free tax, free trade zone. Yeah, free trade zone. Or uh, you have to ship it as a personal parcel. But because our dashboard, everything is currently still in Chinese. So you will probably need someone who is able to read the language, handle the language um, to be able to operate that. So, but we open, we have this, um, uh, the, this uh, this cross-border e-commerce and uh, for more details and I can share some of the, the information with you and you can um, share with the audiences. Yeah, actually I'd like to go in, in two more details about the economics mm -hmm. uh, of selling on mm -hmm. Pinduoduo, uh, both uh, within mm -hmm. mainland and uh, for cross-border um, uh, businesses. So you said the commission is 0.6%, which is very, very low uh, compared to your peers. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's more actually mm. um, similar to the commission that is taken by uh, WeChat payment of Alipay. Actually, it's more it's more similar to a, um, um, a payment structure, payment gateway uh, structure. Zero point six percent. It's very very low, even compared to PayPal. It's quite the, low. Yeah, to other mm. other or other ones. Um, you have a deposit. So what are we talking about mm -hmm. in numbers? What, what, what's the minimum deposit we have to, to, to put? And what are the parameters to know how much deposit we have to put? Uh, for international merchants, you need to put a thousand um, uh, USD. For, okay, so uh, 1,000 USD. Yeah. It's very yeah. reasonable. Okay. Yeah. I see. And for, for when, if I am in, in mainland? Mm. I think it varies, but uh, I can check. I can check for you uh, about the exact number. Um, but it shouldn't be over mm, a few thousand. Okay, so that's also very competitive compared to to your peers, mm -hmm. more marketplace mm -hmm. peers, mm -hmm. which are more requiring yeah. about thirty thousand RMB, which is about five thousand USD. The reason of the deposit is if there is a problem with your product, the the the, the, the marketplace can actually take some money out of the deposit and reimburse mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the consumer. Uh, so that's the logic mm -hmm. behind it. 
and uh, it it can, mm -hmm. it can go high depending on what product you sell and depending on the volume you 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 are selling. Yeah, and also because our um, platform is a um, I don't know I it's a um advertisement based model. So because it's a push based model, and then it's like a it's a it's ad based. So you you will need to like invest in in advertisement to have your um, product uh, display at a at the right consumer group uh, of their front page because everyone's um, uh, everyone's uh, interface looks different. So that's that's probably the investment that you need to make uh, later on. I yeah, see. so it's a thousand USD for to make up the to 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 as deposit. I just checked. Okay, you just confirmed with, with the data you have on your computer right now. Thank you, thank you for checking. Um, mm -hmm. I I like to understand about um, the policy. So return policy, warehousing, uh, unsold products. If you commit for a certain volume of 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 products, but I feel that wouldn't be the, the case here. Basically, the contract terms that we would sign with Pinduoduo. Uh, how, how much time do we need to deliver, especially for the cross-border? It may take time. Uh, do we, do it's, it's free to the, to the manufacturer, to the, to the brand to decide the time to, to deliver? What are the typical contract terms if I want to be on Pinduoduo? In terms of a contract terms, I think we need to um, uh, talk to the, direct, like the, the operational person to define uh, like what your merchant, uh, what what your uh, like what your um how to say like your services would be, but uh, how long does it usually take to get a store to set up? You you can imagine like it's very short. It's uh, as I get it set up within three days. Okay, okay, uh, even yeah. for cross border. Yeah, even for cross border. Wow, this is impressive. <laughs> Um, in terms in terms of warehousing, uh, I do do I, I understood that you don't have your own warehouses. Uh, we do don't. You, okay, so you that's that's you as a brand as a manufacturer, we has to find his own. So it's very independent. Actually, that's you know I'm, I'm to share with you a story. Uh, I discussed with a brand, and they were very very upset because what we call the TP, the Timor partner, uh, could mm. not open the warehousing because it was double eleven. Because it was cl too close uh -huh. to the eleven, and it was uh -huh. entirely committed to uh, um, those, this very big festival of Timor, and the brand was very upset. So to have to manage your own warehousing makes it possible to also have a bit more power and flexibility on who you work with and uh, how to take sometimes some products some from offline pop-up stores and so on something you cannot always do with your tp that's just to share with with, with people listening to us that having managing your own warehousing could be an asset to um to to to, to manage your brand in china so i understand that uh, written policy what's the written policy towards the, the end client if the end client finds a problem with a product if the end, end clients find a problem with the problem, uh, with the with the product, yeah. so we have very strict. We have very very strict um, penalty. Uh, we have ten times penalty um, for if we find any counterfeit uh, products on our pro uh, on our um, on our platform. So you know that's why I think when you <clears throat> were having the pre chat of this uh, conversation. Uh, I read a question about what is not suitable for our pro our platform. I would say counterfeit products, bad products are not welcome on our platform because you will face really, really harsh penalty. And we have been, I think we are one of the most strict platform on our, um, um, 
in the industry because we imposed so much penalty and uh, uh, you know we will make sure that the the merchants that sell counterfeits will uh, face serious severe consequences. Yeah, as a reminder, that has been a, a topic for a lot of marketplaces, uh, not only in China, actually, the West, too. Um, I, I was actually mm -hmm. mentioning in terms of written policy, if the product is dysfunctional or unsatisfactory, not on, uh, only about counterfeit uh, product, but let's say the product doesn't work uh, or, uh, or the product has a, has a bit of a problem, what, what's the... Uh, the, the, the return policies, the time people can return the product. Do you have uh, something specific you can guide? Or as you, I, I'm going to be even more specific on 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 um, on the topic, which mm -hmm. is a problem <clears throat> for apparel brands. A lot of people in China get delivered mm -hmm. a product, try it, and then return it because mm -hmm. they feel it's not the right size. They feel they don't mm -hmm. like it just because they don't want it. Just mm -hmm. not to try that. You try in a shop. So what's the return policy when we talk about a team purchase, which is a, a bit of a different um, um, way of selling and you have a discount, you have a good, good deal here. So is it a return policy similar? Mm -hmm. Uh, the return, the the return, oh, return. I I I thought it's return policy. So the return policy. <clears throat> so you will be able to. Uh, so first of all, if you have to, our merchants are required to ship within forty eight hours. Uh, so that's one policy. And also, if you uh, find something um, like you know that is not working, that is not functional, you will be able to return it for free with the merchants. So that's um that, but that would require. Yeah, I think that's the standard. Uh, but sometimes there will be some like negotiation between the individual merchant um, and uh, the that and the consumer to identify whether that thing is qualified for return. But I think overall, it, it doesn't. It's it's pretty standard, just like any other platforms that you will be able to return what you are the product that is not at your satisfactory. If it, there is some conflict, then our like our customer service will go intervene and to uh, help resolve the problem. So because uh, I think the core problem that you have is because it's term team purchase, then you are worried. Okay, if this person return, what about the other person? Um, but sometimes, uh, but when when the re I think when the the consumer receive their product, it just it's just like a it's just like a pink, like the merchant um, shipping to them, and it's like a one way. So it's not like okay, I have I have to involve the person that I purchased the product with. So if I I'm not satisfied with this product, and I will have every right to ask the merchant um and you know to ask for the return, and or exchange. What about cross border? Uh, cross border, uh, th that depends on the different um, platform, but I think the same similar um, policies will imply on the return policy as well, because we wanted to make sure that the merchants will, not the merchants are serving the consumers with a good quality and a functional product. We, we we're not tolerant of like if you buy a, a phone that is not working, so this is it's it's not okay regardless. Got it. So. 0.6% commission, I repeat, deposit of 1,000 USD, mm -hmm. very, very, very competitive when we compare to other platforms. Mm -hmm. But you said one thing, mm -hmm. we want to make a massive impact on the platform uh, on Pinduoduo and get, get a large, reach a large audience. You need to spend in, uh, on ads. 
advertisements uh, you need to spend on marketing on the platform. And indeed, when we see your quarter release, uh, you have two streams of revenues, uh, the commission and the revenues from online marketing services and others. And it increased by 92%. 92% increase from mm -hmm. last year. So that means uh, the companies are using yeah. more and more uh, your, 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 your online marketing services. That's common to Amazon. Yeah. Amazon also is making more and more money with online services and actually compete now with Google and Facebook and so on. But that's, that's a side uh, comment. Yeah, because so, a lot of merchants are willing to try. Uh, they are willing to try uh, using the, uh, you know, the advertisement um, because they're wanting to reach these growing consumers. Like, uh, I think you can say the investment that they make uh, in advertisement is getting good return and it just grow as fast as the consumer base. Like every con every quarter when we look at the consumer, the annual active buyers, it's, it's, it's in increased by almost like a half a billion or something like that. So uh, they cannot miss out the opportunity. And uh, you know, in terms of the investment, I don't really know how exactly each merchant will invest in our in their advice uh, in their advertisement because it all depends on what they um uh what their need is but uh, i think overall the trend is more merchants are more open-minded and open to try uh advertisement on our platform I'd like to understand more about the functions of advertisement. How, what functions do you have? We know some functions uh, for people listening to us from the West on Facebook, such as lookalike. Uh, you have an audience, you have your own clients, um, and you would upload their data and you, you will find similar people. Or uh, you have an AI, which is going to actually, with a lot of data points, see with whom it's interacting and you may push this uh, advertisement to people who could have more chances to interact with, which is the way mm. uh, Douyin is doing. Uh, you don't target mm. that much anymore on Douyin, for instance. You uh, uh, give them a marketing budget. I was discussing with a, a very, very large advertising company and they were saying, oh, now we just give money to Douyin and they, they take care of how to, who to, so, to, to show the advertisement to. What kind of functions do you have uh, for advertiser? Is it banners? Is it display? Is it, as said, uh, uh, a feed, uh, 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 an, an offer within the feed, as you mentioned, the Facebook feed? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's, a, that's a very good question. So uh, I, just, I, I just realized I haven't had a chance to touch that um, yet. So uh, in terms of like the display, we have a lot of like banners, we have uh, different position of the interface. Some are at the front, some are like in the middle and it's also different purposes. Um, so that's, that's one thing on our very direct when you open it, it's, it's the, you know, when you browse it and it's in the interface. And also there is another thing that is quite a unique of our platform is gamification. So you, <clears throat> we have like the, games like Dodo Orchard and uh, Dodo like manufacturer, like Dodo factory and the stuff like that, like Dream Factories and stuff like that. So how it works is the, the uh, a consumer would actually pick a product. Uh, for example, they, they wanted to grow a virtual tree. So they, can, they, have, they have four different trees, right? Like the mango tree, apple tree, pear tree, whatever tree. And they will have to spend some time on certain page or browsing certain page or initiate a team of some other people to finish the purchase of certain products. So that certain products will be on like certain pages. I think that will be um, 
you know the the advertisement some of them are be uh, will be the advertised products so to encourage the consumers to get their water droplets to uh, plant the tree as fast as possible so they are more they are more incentive for them to browse those pages uh, and also uh, you know um, Browse the pages and also like initiate some team purchase um, for a certain product. And then the more water droplet they have, the easier for them to grow their tree. And in the end, they will be able to receive a free box of uh, fruit that they grow uh, at their doorstep. So it's through these games. Mm. May, may I interrupt? So the image of the tree and droplets and so on, is it a VIP program, a loyalty program that you would- Anyone can do it. Anyone can anyone can do do it, and uh, you know it's it's I open see. on our uh, on our browse. But I think the whole point is, is through the gamification, through the interaction, like these these fun features. That on one hand, we're encouraging the uh, users to spend more time on our platform and mm -hmm. to have more fun and a more engagement. But on on the other side, because they need to do something on these you know, to get their free gift or free um, fruit. And then they they, some, they will need to go to certain pages. And that's, that's, um, that's, and I think that also was included like a part of the advertisement program. I see. A bit more mm -hmm. uh, um, um, a gamification, so serendipity, and not purely banner. Mm -hmm. When we talk about banners, uh, more specifically, how much can we target the people? Uh, I guess gender, I guess cities, I guess uh, maybe uh, through interest or what they bought before and so on. What are the, 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 the parameters we can use to target a specific audience? Um, I... Mm, I think that question is a little bit tricky to answer, like to how many people that you are, how, ma how many people exactly you are going to target. But I think it all depends on the, your product, like your specific SKU uh, that, you know, in general, how many like of, of your, um, you know, of the targeted group of people, like how many of the, I think the, the I'm not sure if the, uh, the, 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 the back end will be able to tell you, but uh, in general, I think as you know, when for any users, uh, with all the users that we have on our platform, I think there is a potential that you can reach them. In terms of um, a typical uh, price range, discount range, what are we talking about? And uh, maybe number of units sold. Maybe this changing too much, depending on which SKU it is. I went on Pinduoduo um, yesterday night, and I browsed it, and I was surprised to see that there were cars, cars on sale. Uh, you could even buy a car on, on Pinwater. Actually, you put a deposit of something like uh, um, uh, 30,000 MMB, and the price of the car would be 40, 50, 56,000 uh, MMB. So, and it was um, um, a, a, a team purchase of 25, so not, not a high number. Uh, so you can even have a, a, a car. What kind of... Um, price range and discount range are expected uh, on, on the platform. And maybe we will start with a discount range. What, what are we talking about? Are we talking about 50% discount like Groupon was doing? You know, Groupon has this uh, cost structure. You offer 50% discount mm -hmm. to the people and we take 50%. So basically you get only 25% at the end as, as, a, as, a, as, a, so as a supplier. It, I think in terms of the pricing and discount 
discounting strategy, um, it's all it's all up to the merchant how much they're willing to uh, subsidize or like you know um, give the discount to the customer. But we're as a platform, we don't we don't tell them okay how much you should discount, how much you should not. We can only give them guidance of the you know the price range that probably your um, your consumers will be more sensitive to. But we are not going to tell them exactly the. Uh, so, so it's a, it's a, it's a little bit. Uh, it, it's not a question as a platform that we can answer. Okay, I see. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about um, uh, cross border. We talked about uh, foreign businesses being on Pinduoduo, um, and there is a case which was very, very uh, interesting uh, last year. Amazon. Amazon was mm-hmm. on Pinduoduo. Uh, would you mind to share what you did with Amazon? And if not Amazon, because you feel it's not the best case study, um, what uh, some foreign brands, uh, international brands, which have been on Pinduodo, some case studies you, you would be able to share with us? So there has been a quite a, like last year, like you said, it was a good opening of, you know, having an international authentic brands getting our platform. The whole point of our um the collaboration with Amazon is to help them reach the China consumers through us, um, because back then we're almost like a five uh, over five hundred million, uh, and at the same time, uh, we were we wanted to bring more like authentic, um, you know, SKUs from different countries because we work with the Amazon UK, Amazon US, Germany, and Japan to bring like a very um, uh, how to say a wide range of products, but a lot of them are like baby and care, um, and also cosmetics, uh, and also apparel. Uh, I have even bought something, and also I bought some like daily like personal care like toothbrush and stuff uh, from like you know the uh, from from through the collaboration with uh, Amazon because I think uh, Chinese audiences, especially the rising consumers, they care a lot more about. Um, they they have the consum- they have the consumption power, and they care about you know self care and the baby and mommy stuff. Uh, so we wanted to bring as um, as much variety as we can uh, through a very authentic channel. So that's one of the case. And we also work with just like I mentioned before with the uh, uh, like consulate um, consulate of different countries. We work with Indonesia, Thailand, Denmark. Uh, Italy, Chile, uh, to some for Chile, they brought some of our agricultural produce, uh, like the cherries, to our platform, and we were working with Argentini uh, chef, um, like uh, for imported um, seafood. So they also did like some, uh, they even did some uh, uh, cooking shows through live streaming uh, with us uh, in March um, to bring not just the the, the the food, but also the culture uh, behind the Argentini red prawn, stuff like that. And also we did a live streaming with the Denmark uh, 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 consulate, uh, general consulate uh, earlier this year. So we actually didn't do it, didn't just do it inside the live streaming room. We actually did a street tour. Uh, We went to the most, the busiest street of uh, Shanghai where there are a lot of the Danish brands uh, like, you know, um, Rings, Pandora, and other products. 
so we went to the store and did a live streaming there. So it's a, it's, we had a lot of collaboration with foreign brands and I think there are more and more of them. And I think, yeah, this is going to be the trend because I am part of the uh, rising consumer group. And I think uh, people used to care a lot about like luxury brands and stuff, but I think right now they care a lot more about quality and authentic brands from different countries. Yeah, so it's, that's true. Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, we see the same as Dashi Consulting. Authentic brands, design designer brands, that, as we say in China, uh, are, are gaining, gaining mm-hmm. momentum here. Last questions. Mm-hmm. What's next? What's next for Pinduoduo? Um, I, I read Financial Times yesterday talking about um, uh, a massive investment for f- 5.6 billion USD to take on supermarkets. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we are talking mm-hmm. a lot about live streaming. We are talking about a lot about entertainment. So we are talking about offline now, uh, O2O. Uh, so what's next? What's next for PDD? Uh, two things. Uh, we have been exploring the investment opportunities in agriculture tech and since even last quarter we have been talking about agriculture technology implementing technology uh, to agriculture on from the uh, precision farming to farming side to operation to like dedicated logistic resources and the food safety testing all these type of things Uh, and this quarter what we just announced is like we're going to do um, you know, uh, our newest business, Duodong uh, Mai Tai. That's why you have just mentioned a next day self-pickup grocery service. So this is going to be, because I think after COVID, you know, people have changed their uh, way of shopping, a uh, way of shopping. Uh, a lot of the online, a lot of the co- uh, consumer goods have already had a pretty good online penetration, but not the cons- but not grocery. Uh, or like agricultural produce that only has like 9% of online penetration. So we see a huge potential there. So because of the first quarter of this year, you know, the COVID-19 has pushed many households to, you know, find alternatives to buy their daily daily necessities. Um, So they are um, even like, there's a number. So we did a survey, you know, even after all the, you know, in China, everything seems to, to be back to normal, right? And more than half of the consumers in the survey, they, they wanted to shop uh, for groceries more online more frequently than before. So even my mom, she has been, she has been shopping in wet markets her entire life. And now this time she visited me that she has been using those, you know, the, the apps to shop um, her her daily groceries. So this is amazing how like older generation are even more open-minded. So we do see a huge potential there. So um, this is one thing, uh, the, 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 the grocery shopping that we're going to build the infrastructure uh, and make sure it gets de- developed as fast as possible in uh, you know, most cities in China. And I think we just launched it in August, I think, uh, but it has been uh, growing really well on um, as far uh, as of now, uh, we have seen. Um, you know, I have seen like a lot of my relatives in my hometown. They have started to use the Dodo Mai Tai to uh, do their uh, daily shopping, uh, grocery shopping. And then the second thing is the C two effort. We will direct more uh, resources and to support to support the brand development uh, for OEMs. And also we're going to incubate some like new brands or like or sub-brands or like or product lines be under some 
online, like a very old brands, heritage brands, and to support them to, um, how to say, re rejuvenate them and to reach a broader consumer. So uh, like I just gave you some, um, our, some of our goal. Um, so by 2025, we wanted to uh, create uh, 100,000 customized C2M products. And that's going to generate aggregate GMV of 1 trillion yuan. So, and also for, uh, uh, so for like the Mai Tai um, and agriculture, we are also, you know, uh, nurturing uh, another 100 new farmers on the way to help them. Because I think, I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned in our conversation because we developed this co-op model to nurture and train some new farmers to go back and help their village or their their area uh, to operate the e-commerce business. Uh, they we have Dodo University to train these new farmers to help them equip with the right knowledge and the skills of selling uh, uh, e the operating uh, e-commerce um, uh, business. Uh, then you know we have been doing this and we're going to um, train another hundred thousand new farmers uh, to 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 better help their you know the agricultural areas to um, uh, uh, how to say accelerate to the digitalization in agricultural um, industry. That's fascinating. That's fascinating because mm -hmm. I, I actually I'm I'm thinking about um, what we were saying. I don't know two thousand. Uh, 2000, 2005, about what the internet would change in our life. Like the consumers yeah. would be able to, to advise the manufacturers. The consumers would be able to share with other consumers. And that's yeah. happening. That's, that's mm -hmm. happening. That is, uh, that we, is happening. Yeah, we are seeing that. So thank you very yeah. much um, for, for staying with us uh, a bit more than one hour. Um, and uh, <laughs> very instructive, uh, very useful. Uh, I think the audience will, will, will like it very much. Um, and and, and I, I encourage them to, to look at Pinduoduo. I, I see a lot of opportunities for those, uh, those overseas brands. In, we're in China yet already, or not yet in China, to, see, to, to, to do something in brand awareness and uh, selling very specific SKU for the Chinese market. Thank you very much again. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, I can I can send you some of your audiences and I had a great time talking to you. And thanks for uh, sharing uh, what we're doing and the mission behind. And I hope that uh, with, you know, um, more people be aware of our platform, we can reach more consumers and then we can also help more, more merchants to um, make a better living and to reach more opportunities. Thanks everyone for listening.